Broadcasting live from a movie comprised entirely of B-plots, this is Pop Culture Reference, your one-stop reference for all things pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Garrett Strother. And I'm your other host, Seamus Connolly. And this is going to be a little different of a structure for our regular episodes right now. This is going to be a pre-record for my time out of the country. So we're not hitting any news right now because I don't even want to begin to think about how we would structure the timeline of that news. No Mando and Bros. No Mando Bros. We're saving that up for, for, our, for our my return, rather. But we are... We are answering the call. All of the fans have been, since our original episode, they've been begging us to do it. All the Twitter polls say that this is where they wanted the show to go. We are covering the Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again. 1979 classic Disney Plus Deep Vault Deep Dive. That is the whole title, that whole that string <laughs> Everything sentence you there. Just said. <laughs> of starting with the broadcasting location <laughs> yes now. exactly yeah i i'm glad to be back on our disney plus deep dive and it's interesting i think we covered this over a year ago now the first apple dumpling gang it's to now coming back coming back to to theodore and amos it, it feels <laughs> like coming home Shins. it really does i mean i mean are we i guess technically there is no news so are we are we talking about this movie right I now guess, we yeah, got to get in the into main it? segment there's <laughs> no there's no uh, news i feel naked without news this feels <laughs> weird but yeah this was this was such a weird interesting funny time of a movie i realized I have seen this, I think, growing up. Um, I thought this was one that I had somehow passed up and I'd only seen the original, but there was like a really dumb, hyper-specific moment that clicked in my brain and like unlock did did the mind palace unlock the whole memory thing and and that is bizarre because I, I it was like for that one second and then also not the rest of the movie anyway so i don't i don't know what the hell uh but i i thought this was a lot of fun i i maybe am missing a little bit of the elements of the first movie i didn't think i would ever say that but i i still had a very fun time with our boys out here I knew I had seen this back when I was really young, like truly, you know, right after I'd seen the first Apple Dumpling Gang. Sure, sure. And I checked out the DVD from the library, and somehow the disc got misplaced. And so we had to actually pay the library back (laughs) for the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. And I thought that was a waste of money because one, where was the DVD? Two... (laughs) I was not impressed with the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. I was like, where's Donovan? Where's Dusty? Where are the kids? You know? Very, very true. And I remembered very little about this. I certainly didn't remember any of the Tim Matheson, like, espionage Oh my god, yeah, seriously. I mostly remembered Tim Conway and Don Knotts, like, standing in a lineup going, Oh! (laughs) Oh, you mean the whole movie? You remember the whole movie? (laughs) And, you know, I was pleasantly surprised revisiting it just, you know, a a fresh, very recently, you know, (laughs) yesterday. And going, oh, this is actually not as bad as I remembered it being from being five years old. Now, it is an hour and a half, and it somehow feels like an hour longer than it is. And that's, like, usually in this kind of shenanigans and hijinks, I'm all for, but somehow I'm, 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 I grow tired. It's, you know, it's, like, almost too much of a good thing. You needed a lot of those weird kid Donovan subplot elements. I, I'm calling the main plot of the first movie the subplot elements well, around Don Knotts. But that's I, the weird thing about the structure of this film and we alluded to it in our broadcasting location. Donovan was the anchor, was the protagonist yes. of the first film. And Theodore and Amos inherently cannot be the protagonists of their own movie. So th- it, this movie really struggles to find its footing <laughs> because, as we alluded to, it's all B-plot. It's all because Tim Matheson is the character who should be the the protagonist in this movie mm-hmm. but has probably the least amount of screen time for his plot compared to all the other plots going on and because i think actually if you want to break it down the protagonist of this movie is probably the marshal the marshal marshal <laughs> marshal Wild William Hitchcock, played That's by... That's definitely uh, not based on any real, real world <laughs> sheriff that 
has a has a similar name. By the way, I think um just like with the first Apple Dumpling Gang, just like with probably most of our Disney Plus deep dives that aren't the Rocketeer or the Rocketeer again, uh, we're not. I think it's all spoilers. You know, if you've not seen the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again <laughs> and you care again. to, please, you Honestly, know, we will check it out. Like, yeah. do it, do that first for real. But I did like while we're on Marshall Bill here. I don't know if you know this because I don't know if you've seen this movie, but the little leitmotif that plays along every time the Marshall shows up is the main theme from High Noon. Is he in High no, Noon? No, he's not in High Noon. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, oh, the Marshall, you know, like High That's Noon. So he's, he's on a mission to get these guys. He's going to get his man. <laughs> well, I, I have not seen High Noon, but I have definitely seen Kenneth Mars, the actor who plays yes. this Marshall, at, in famously in my in my mind as Otto the the German rancher in Malcolm in the Middle honest to god that best thing i've ever seen a fascinating he's thing. like the he's the best side character that gets he gets introduced like two seasons to go before that show wraps up and he's so funny he's so good he is king triton from the little mermaid is that a fact yeah that is something i did not know He's also in What's Up Doc, which is a screwball comedy that I deeply, deeply love. He's also a Mel Brooks regular. I was going to say, producers, yeah. right? I was going to need producers. He's, I, I think he's Hitler in The Producers. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, that's so that funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never seen The Producers, actually. I've only seen bits and pieces of various versions, but I, I would like to see that if Kenneth Mars is up in there. He's also the inspector in Young Frankenstein, which I do know you Oh, see. yes, yeah. of course. That is the best. His accent kind of was all over the place a little bit in this movie specifically. There's a couple scenes where it, like, does turn vaguely European for a second, but he's, like, he tries to anchor it in, like, the weird Southern Marshall thing. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I thought he was great. They ruined that man's life. <laughs> like, I didn't realize how utterly they would destroy Marshall... Bill's entire life. They drive him to madness. They drive him to a straight jacket asylum madness. It's that's crazy. Where he's sitting in a bar drunkenly stooped over and he's seemingly unconscious but his trigger uh. fingers are still <laughs> pulling his on his on his set of guns that he doesn't have in his hands it's like the the timeline of this movie is so unclear but they get to that scene and they're like he's not what he used to be that old marshal and it's like is, hasn't it been like a weekend they like <laughs> drunkenly joined the army for a weekend and that was it pretty much it's kind of crazy to me how much explicit alcohol there is oh in yeah this dude. 1978 kids movie a lot less smoking than the original is something I noticed, but yeah. there is still plenty of pipes and cigars and, and, and plenty of that. But yeah, Theodore and Amos get pretty hammered on champagne. <laughs> champagne, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's the fancy stuff for these boys. In, in in that subplot where they're just like stowing away in the the captain's daughter's carriage or whatever, that ultimately barely involves them at all. I, I thought that was very silly that there is truly they were trying to do like a like what they were doing in the original apple dumpling game where there's just like a handsome guy kind of trying to do what's right and there's a lady who's like begrudgingly falling in love with him over the course of like six hours for some reason that woman leaves her i mean her fiance is ultimately the bad guy but i was like, gonna she say was, he, he, she didn't know that at first <laughs> she just met this guy well she she hadn't fully committed to leaving him <laughs> until she found out he was the bad guy. I mean, Dude, not Tim even, he goes, and we'll get married, and she goes, and we'll get married, and he goes, now go sit down, woman, and he, like, leaves and does other things. Yeah, the, they are clearly trying to do another Donovan and Dusty, yeah, and yeah. in addition to just not giving them the screen time they need to develop that romance, um, it is a... Very weird dynamic, <laughs> and it, it, frankly, both of them are really annoying. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. I mean, for a good while, like, somehow him be ending up being, like, the good guy undercover kind of got me. For a while, I was like, I, wow. I actually Dis liked it, yeah. I, I didn't hate it, because for a while I was like, Disney's just, like, making this dude an American traitor, and he's the main character? I guess I'm into it. I mean, maybe that'll come together with some motivations with the even stranger treatment of Native American stuff in this movie than yeah, the original. that was rough. 
all the white Native Americans <laughs> storming in at the end. Just the line, the Indians have been so peaceful for all these years. What happened? And then it's <laughs> it's over like them having blankets and trading their donkey Clarice for it. Yeah. Absolutely weird. I want to stay on Tim Matheson and and his love interest for a second. One because I actually did genuinely enjoy a lot of his espionage stuff, like the the burning the blanket out the window and then putting it on his cot to get out of prison. I thought that yeah. was clever. Mm-hmm. And actually, so Alyssa Davalos, who plays Maybe? Harry Morgan's daughter in this movie, the the love interest of Tim Matheson, her daughter is Alexa Davalos, who plays in in real life, by the way. Just okay, so clear, okay. Who plays grown-up jack in the chronicles of riddick wow really yeah that's crazy dude it all comes back to vin there's nothing that we can do we couldn't watch the apple dumpling gang rides again and get away from vin diesel that's incredible uh i live my life a a quarter acre at a time a quarter dumpling at a time there you go (laughs) uh this is a quarter of the dumpling gang after all I, it, it truly is. I Do you want to talk about their like, sweeping away of the original characters in the intro yeah. and outro that, of this movie? That was one of the other things I very vividly remember getting really mad about being like six years old and going, <laughs> you mean they're not in this one? <laughs> <laughs> they are part of the gang. They Those children basically formed this gang is all I'm saying. They literally okay? formed the gang, yeah. I would argue. They they had the, they had Amos uh, they had them dead to rights at gunpoint at one point I think <laughs> right? like they they snuck up on them and they're gonna just be like I guess they have a nice life on the family farm and whatever and but I do I do something I appreciated now as an adult returning to the intellectual text that is the Apple Dumpling Rides <laughs> again is I like the like recidivism of we're supposed to be the biggest outlaws in the West we're supposed yeah. to be terrorizing the West but they're that makes it even funnier, I think, that they've, like, intentionally given up the life of peace that they're clearly suited for, and they're like, <laughs> no, we are outlaws, we're doubling down on it. Yeah, it's like a weird, it's a weird angle about, like, legacy, and their, like, place in history books, and it's like, they want, they want legacy, even though they're these two dudes who can barely, they can barely do anything in, in the West, and they're, they're, I mean, I, I loved, like, Dumb and Dumber style, them dressing all fancy for a minute, and, like, like trying to that make a name, funny. they're they're like we're gonna double our money tonight and triple our money tomorrow, and by that time we'll be we'll be swimming in it. And oh, it, it, I I loved it. I also loved that they're quote unquote famous bank robbers who are so inept that they are unable to spot an <laughs> obvious bank robbery going on in front of them. Oh yeah, that is that is very fun. That that I'm going to go ahead and say it. Marshall what's his name is a bad marshal cuz nobody was no that old woman that insane old woman ha- was more <laughs> on the gun. ball than the marshal. Uh. That woman is my favorite character in the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again and I wish she joined the gang, I think. She was she was strapped and ready to have a firefight like on the day she was ready for that interestingly i think that the physical comedy is more of the the engine of the theodore and amos stuff in the first one and in this one it's almost i don't want to say it's more cerebral because i don't want to get <laughs> but it's more the dramatic irony of their situation is a lot more important than the slapstick Sure, yeah, because it's like it's like they're doubling up on a lot of like weird. They're being framed and they're being hunted by multiple people. And there's like Big Mac and his like weird Capone thing in prison where he's got like the cushy cell and the the easy out and all that. And that actor, know, it, by the way, is also in the other Don Knotts Disney Western Hotline and <laughs> Cold Feet. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I I clicked on that guy's name because I was like, I've seen his. That's that's a distinct face. He's got his like very distinct eyes going on, and he's been in like a thousand different westerns as like the same kind of outlaw badass. So I, I I think he was great in this movie. I kept thinking that Tim Conway, and I would love to know if this is a direct inspiration or if it's just kind of a similar comedy vein. Tim Conway in this movie is Charlie Day. He's doing Charlie Day. <laughs> That's you're not wrong. That would be an incredible because I was trying to think of what my modern casting like if they did the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again again 
if they announce that tomorrow and it's just it's going to pick up with those guys going back to the farm like they do at the end of the th- of the second movie who is my cast and i couldn't i couldn't come up with anybody for don Knotts. obviously that's a lot of harder no, but charlie no. day is really good is it crazy to stay say steve buscemi just cuz that was like, my immediate thought cuz so. they they have the similar look and they obviously are both comedy legends like hilarious he'd be good at it actually i, I think, think that so. was i'm picturing him I don't know. You would need somebody probably more age appropriate than Charlie than Day. Than Charlie Day. That's what I was thinking now too. That's they that that. But that's Charlie awesome. Day would be so good at it. <laughs> and Amos. Like, what is a- the line he says when they walk out and the whole fort is burning? And he's like, "We gotta get that punch bowl on the table, or they'll be angry at us, or whatever." And that is that is perfect. That shot is so funny because also. <laughs> It's so much commitment, it's so much build-up for the punchline of them just looking at what they've done. <laughs> the, the absolute utter chaos. It's so funny that there was, like, actual pyrotechnic shots in the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. There's also a moment towards the end where he's holding the the robbers at gunpoint, and he goes, he's telling them where to stand, and he goes, right there, right there, right yeah. there, right, <laughs> yes, right, right, dude, that's so right there. funny. Oh, I love that so much. I I thought it was uh, incredible. Almost, a, I I liked that like that roundup at the train there, that all big confrontation, and then also their first day, their first day in army where they're just like their guns are falling apart and they're they're hung over because they chugged champagne. <laughs> they probably like, don't even know they're in the army. They just yeah, wake oh. up in uniform one morning. <laughs> Is that how it worked back then? You're just like drunkenly whisked into a fort and given a uniform and a gun. It was the Wild West, James. I guess so. I mean, it's it's their fault that their fort burnt down. If we're being honest, they oh. they forced that upon themselves by by bringing those two Tasmanian devils into their <laughs> into their wooden fort. Well, as as Harry Morgan says, the, this fort has withstood seven <laughs> sieges and oh, dr- yeah. drought and plague. In <laughs> four hours, it took our boys to burn their fort to the ground. God love it. Oh yeah, the the moment that I that it clicked memory wise that I for sure had seen it was just the image of them starfish hogtied <laughs> to the wagon wheels after they're like while they're sifting through. Not even when they're spinning and he's doing his insane execution. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna make it hard on myself. Just them being tied up there, like, unlocked it, and then it was gone right after that. It was gone forever. Just a snapshot in time. Oh, that man truly is crazy, though. He's like, you are in the perfect position for me to kill you. And, like, legally, kind of so, and then he has to make a weird game out of it, and then they're like, all right, we gotta arrest this crazy bastard. There is, there's a lot of hijinks in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even going back to, like... The crazy old woman. She's like super upset about the bank being robbed, and then smash cut to her. I mean, sure, it's probably you know, every, it's it's a Wild West bank. It's everyone's actual straight up money. But then right after that, she's like so happy to dunk on the marshal when they accidentally shoot his hands, and she's like so she's sprinting down the alleys like this is the best day of my old lady life that this man got shot in the hands. <laughs> Uh, she probably, you know, she probably moved out west for her tuberculosis, <laughs> and she's Gotta get just the dry bored. desert air in there. Uh. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I truly wish wish that she, because in my own headcanon, it's like every time the marshal is like driven further to madness in his head, he's hearing that old woman's voice be like, "I can't believe they got him after all these years," and it's like that's what's his like insane driving force to catch these men oh i don't know i i loved i loved all the stuff with him he was like part frankenstein part the terminator like walking out of a burning fire at certain points i i was a big fan i was thinking about mongo from blazing saddles a little bit. hell yeah sure i i could see that i could definitely see that and he 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 old bobbert marshall bob robert whatever his name is i keep switching it up but he survives and swears revenge on them at the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if there's ever a setup for a legacy threequel, I think now is the time, Disney+. Plus. What? Imagine what audience there would be for the Apple Dumpling <laughs> Gang 3. Oh, dude, it's the Apple Dumpling Gang colon Bill Hitchcock's Revenge, and it's like a series like... 
National Treasure Edge of Tomorrow because I mean, who was that show even for? We gotta we gotta play that angle. We did discuss then, that recently. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then we could have our weekly apple dumpling gang gang segment where we drop it like it's you know get real about the apple dumpling gang series only on disney plus i think you'll find it now there's some men from missouri colon the apple dumpling gangs just call the men from missouri and we just start an auxiliary podcast straight up about the apple dumpling gang every we do one of those podcasts where they do like the first minute of clueless and then oh my god yeah minute by minute that would be insane once you got to ladders in that first movie it would just be so many episodes of just talking about ladders that's the thing that sucks about this movie is there is no ladder scene there is no there is no ladder scene yeah it's all kind of the same middling kind of funny quality you know i i would argue if they extended the best part of the movie i.e the punch bowl i think that could have potentially been our ladder seed but they go straight to white cake in the face of the marshal which i still loved that's great that's classic they've, comedy. they've escalated they've, they've gone from balancing <laughs> a comically large vessel of liquid to cake in the face in a few seconds i mean there are so many uh there's so many slapstick steps between those two i things. know dude if, truly they 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 almost have it they need to slosh that bucket around a little more they need to because that was don that's gets pretty drenched i will not he, get, he gets hit he gets hit because because tim Conway goes ooh cake and just fully <laughs> fully drops it that was very good but i think i think they could have they could have gone harder with that i i would have loved to have seen it i will say at least the crescendo of that scene is not the pie in the face the crescendo of that scene is is the entire fort <laughs> in flames and Marshall uh, in prison? <laughs> that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, that is there. Are, that, that, they, it truly is an escalation every step of the way of this movie because it, it we start with like pretty simple farce stuff again with like oh it's like a they're kind of being they walked backwards into being framed for a bank robbery and now they're like on the run from this Marshall. But then just every time they run into the Marshall or do literally anything, it's like they go. 10 steps forward without doing anything else and then it turns into even more insanity i mean by the time they got to like the train stuff and they're like wrapped up and they're like pretending to be native people (laughs) which is also problematic and strange i was surprised (laughs) disney plus didn't give me a little oh the warning yeah i was surprised about that too i would argue there's more reason to put that in front of this movie than there is in front of the first one yeah, I agree. But I mean, even even so, it's still it's still a family friendly, good old time, Garrett. This kid, this is fun for the whole family. I'm sorry. Would you, would you say that about something with drag in it, Seamus? Oh goodness gracious! I I thought it was Don Knotts is progressive and he's a champion of rights of of 1979. I don't know. I thought that was like a, I'm funny enough, but it was also like not. F- not even close to funnier than any of the other versions of that scene that I've seen over the years. It just feels like they're like, and we'll do some like it hot for like a scene. Yeah, then... yeah, exactly. But we'll throw them in some really cartoonish uh, uh, cheek rouge, and we'll we'll have a time with the guys who robbed them in the first place. That I did think was funny. That the guys that robbed them at the bank, pretending to be tellers, were the guys who were like, "Come on, baby, come on and dance with us." <laughs> Uh, just so sleazy. There's also a lot of, I don't know if you were thinking this, I feel like there's a lot of Back to the Future 3 DNA in this movie, which is kind of crazy how close together those movies really are, only like 10 years apart. I'm trying to, I mean, like, what what do you think? Like, I I didn't personally catch that, but I'm willing to hear, I'm willing to hear you out in the court of the Apple Dumpling Gang. Obviously, whenever somebody is running along the top of a train, I'm thinking about Back to the Future 3. Um, especially Weirdly enough, I'm, I'm good. You're gonna hate me. The shot, that shot of him walking across the top of that train, is like nearly identical to Will Smith in Wild Wild West. No, that's iconically. That's there. It's they do like the weird stylized intro credits to that movie too, where they like show snippets of the movie. I think it's like supposed to be like the old show. Yeah. But that him walking on the train, like swaggering up the train for some reason, like he is doing in the Apple Dumpling Gang. It's it's very weird. I mean, there's also, you know, there's Mission Impossible, there's Paddington mm. 2, there's several films that, that involve walking on top of There's Polar Express. 
there's also a joke that is directly also in Back to the Future 3 where Don Knotts rushes into the saloon and he goes, where's your back door? And he goes, it's in the back. In the back? Do they say that in Back to the Future 3? Yeah. That's very funny. I haven't seen that one in so long, even though I kind of maybe remember loving it. But that that is a good bit that is there for no reason, pretty much. The Back to the Future trilogy covers the three core tenets of of humanity, which is, one, is it possible to like truly see your parents as people? Two, is it possible to change your future and who you are? And and three, wouldn't it be cool to be a cowboy? <laughs> I was going to say, and three, cowboys are cool, huh? <laughs> cowboys are pretty cool. That is very true. You're not, you're very much not wrong. And I'm not, that's not a knock on Back to the Future 3. Just so we're crystal clear, I, I love I Back know, to the Future dude, Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm all there for, for time travel, steam, coal steam engine train. Like, that is the cool, I love that. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, also, when they're walking on top of the train, going back to to the the romance subplot here oh, for yeah. a second. I like that she helps him. I like that she oh, yeah. pushes the bad guy she, off the train. <laughs> she murders that guy. Like, definitely kills that guy in cold blood. I guess it's not cold blood. For She's love. saving this man. It's, it's defense. It's for self-defense. Love. It's for love. I suppose. I, I still, it's hard for me to be like... She doesn't know her fiancé's evil yet. Why is she doing any of this? It's so weird. Well, she, I mean, she's... She's a hero. She's stopping the bank robbery just the same as Tim Matheson is. And I guess that's true. Don't forget, that's also she after she finds out that he's a secret undercover guy. Yes, that he's he goes. I'm Captain. Oh, what is, it's a, it's a very specific. He's Captain name. Phillips. Captain Phillips. Yeah, that's the best. And she's like, and she says, Captain. And I'm like, all right, lady, I see what your angle is here. This is this is not cool. Men are. He, he's a real person. Damn it. He's not just a mustache and a captain. Oh, in a, in a sweaty, wood-chopping, shirtless boy, just... <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. He really, he, he gave me a very Norm MacDonald face <laughs> with that mustache to me this whole movie, I'm gonna that. be honest. Oh, I loved Tim Matheson. I, I thought he was really fun in this. I mean, you know? Yeah, he was good. I wish he was in more of it. I um, wish he had to interact with the boys, with the gang. Uh, espionage Captain Otter. Captain Otter? That's a that's an animal has his character in Animal House is Otter. Oh, oh. oh you know, God, he I'm... sleeps with the Dean's wife, you get it. It's Oh, it's... dude, I haven't seen Animal House in, in a thousand million years. I think if I watched it I would combust from like you can't do any of that anymore. You can't do that anymore. You can't do that anymore. Why is the goldfish bowl's boobs? You can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's burned into my head. I won't forget that. Uh, Animal House, that is <laughs> That's a movie I like more than I should, is what I'll probably it's, say about that. Yeah, it's 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 classic, and I mean, I think wearing a sweater that just says college on it is absolute comedy gold. I've got that t-shirt hanging in my Do you really? My Hell yeah. I have a t-shirt with Jim Belushi wearing the sweater on it that just says Animal House. We should coordinate someday. We should. Yeah, we just, we and we'll we'll take a big bite of an onion and spit it into someone's face and, and, and live the dream. I'm a zit. Oh, that's a scene it scene. That's a, a that OG is a scene, scene, it scene it scene that I will never forget. Oh, that is a scene it scene. That's a good, that's a good what, Am I crazy or was the Apple Dumpling Gang a scene it scene? Was there not a Apple Dumpling Gang thing? In there scene definitely it? was. There I think it's the mine car scene for the first one. Right? I think so. It also, like, the, I mean, the ladder scene could also, it might be a Disney scene it scene. Oh, that's possible. You have, you have some scene. I would like to really, I want to, like, put down scene it. I want to put down money on scene. I want like to do a scene at night, like a poker night, where we're really gambling. How? I, I, the real question is, Seamus, what thing are we equally matched at? That because <laughs> I remember we played the your Turner Classic Movies scene at once, and I was just like, I'm dumb. I went to film school. What the hell? I don't know any of this. But okay, I think. I mean, I guarantee it? there's a Star Wars scene it that would be just like, ooh, that's uh, just a good us question. racing each other to say the word General Grievous fast enough or something. Um, yes. Well, no, there's actually, I think there's only Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, which would be extra That would be pretty cursed. fun, too. Oh, that no, there is, a a dis- there is a Star Wars scene it. What um, year did it come out? Does it include sequels? I, w- I would I'm be looking right curious. Now. It's not sequel. Well, scene it was definitely dead by the time the sequels Oh, happened. yeah, I guess that makes sense. I 
we have to have said this on the show before. This is my official call to action. Whoever owns the Screen Life brand, you need to rebrand Seen It as a series of like Jackbox style DLC. Put yeah, it on the I PlayStation mean, Store. Put it on Steam. I want do, to play. Let me let you be at a party and use your phone as the controller style. Exactly. Like let's play a party game. Or even like Netflix almost cracked a code with like their weird interactive like Bandersnatch yeah. stuff. Like why not just Netflix just buy Seen It and make it like and it's only s- Netflix Seen It. It's- oh, only Netflix originals. I would I would hate that so much. But it would that's what it would turn into. So to answer your question, whoa, both of these fall 2012 releases will introduce a new streaming capability to the seated experience, offering players the option to stream gameplay on a variety what? of devices. Yo, Twitch channel that's just seen it? Let's let's go. I think it's just that you don't have to use the DVD, is I think. I like, I, that's pretty fun. I did, after a while, my seen it DVD started skipping, which is like truly cursed, because it's just like <laughs> movie clips and menus that are stuttering in between each other. Uh, did you ever do it where, where like, you and your brother would sit and you'd just be like, let's let's just keep playing all plays. Let's so hit the all play button. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. It, it was rare that we would like play the board game. It would be more like we would keep score on a notepad of just like, we're, we're just playing movie trivia. Well, I will procure us this um, this Star Wars scene and we'll do a live stream or something. Oh dude, yes. I, and th- we'll, we'll figure out some dumb gimmick marathon version of no. like, we have to play until we run out of every clip on the scene at disc. But they actually don't think that would be that long. I was gonna say that would be like two hours, maybe. So we got. Is there a Fast and the Furious scene? It that's the that's too niche. There, I couldn't imagine. Well, I don't know. They they have. There's like they had some weird ones. It. Yeah, Friends uh, seen it. I would probably be stupidly pretty decent I'm, at. I've seen that show a couple decent times. What I would actually probably bet you is that the Fast and the Furious scenes are in. A normal scene it like the, I think actually maybe the tr- the scene it that we would be the most evenly matched at is just normal scene it because it would be such a mixed bag like the the most recent version of regular brand scene it not a themed one yeah okay so there's a bunch of movie editions junior and music and TV there's Harry Potter's Disney sports Warner Brothers James Bond HBO TCM Nickelodeon Marvel Friends Friends Deluxe there's movie second edition so that's Getting closer to what we're looking for. Pirates of the Caribbean, Doctor Who, the OC. The OC, good lord. And and I, I was going to say I could be maybe decent at the Doctor Who one, but I guarantee oh, it would be stacked no, with, like, not. the ancient episodes that I've never seen a single one of. Disney Channel, Seinfeld, Star Trek, The Simpsons, 80s edition. Simpsons, 80s Twilight, edition. Twi- like, the Twilight Saga. I, I guarantee I've seen a Twilight scene at every Goodwill that I've ever been in, I think. In the, just the whole box set. Oh, of the I have DVD learned section. something, Seamus. I've learned something. What have you learned? So the the last game in the series was the Glee edition, and, oh. the, and the cancel the the next one that was canceled was the Star Wars edition. There was box art and everything. Wait, so there there was going to be a second Star Wars? No, one? that it never got released. Oh, that is tragic glee got there before star wars that's lame as hell okay on wikipedia it says that there's a movie edition that came out in 2022 what so i'm wondering if hold on maybe it is like a jackbox thing and we just never heard of it because it flew so under the radar because who talks about scene um, it in 2023 there's a there is there is a new scene it i can order it on target right now like 2022 2022 I can what get it, is happening tar- i can get it by thursday <laughs> <laughs> that is insane, and I will go half with you on that for real. I will go half with it's you. It's twenty on bucks, that. dude. That's like that's nothing for that amount of good, wholesome family movie trivia gameplay. I'm in. I and there's like a little cell phone. Like it looks like you've maybe like seen it on the go. What? I'm loving I'm, this. This is incredible. I'm so yeah. Okay, that's okay. We should get back to the Apple Dumpling <laughs> Gang, but I'm glad we went down this little rabbit hole. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. I mean, because, this is all staying in. I hate to tell you, but like, I mean, I mean it's what all else content. we can talk about is the Apple Dumpling <laughs> Gang episode. Um, oh, you, you guys God. are here. I mean, obviously, you're here to listen to us talk about the continued antics of Theodore of- Amos, but you're also here. <laughs> (laughs) for us to riff about 
Do we got here that. naturally? Because I, I would, even having done no research since the start of us talking about this, I would still bet that there's Apple Dumpling Gang clips in the original that we both. I th- it's got. There's got to be in the, at least the Disney version. There's got to be. Also, just real quick, last thing about seeing it: Triple X is on the cover. So, are you why on? Wait, on the new one? On the, the new 2022 one. 2022 one. Triple X, the Vin Diesel movies I'm, that have yep. come out nowhere near 2022 well, are on the cover. The, well, I mean, there's also The Godfather and Clueless and Cloverfield, Seamus, and what? Arrival, mm, okay. Face Off, Catch Me If You Can, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Zoolander, How to Catch a Guy in I 10 guess, Days. I guess these are all movies. <laughs> they all they all qualify for Seen It. Did I say The Godfather already? I yes, think I you did. did. That's, see, because, like, The Godfather makes sense, but, like, Triple X is it even the th- the third Vin Diesel franchise that I okay maybe it's the third Vin Diesel I would franchise I would argue that in the popular consciousness it is probably the second Vin Diesel franchise that people associate with I it. guess that's I guess maybe personally <laughs> that's the third I think I put I think I put triple X or not triple X so the um uh the pitch black I, saga yeah. the the Lance no God the, the no <laughs> Richard no. B Riddick Richard B Riddick the B stands for we had a joke for that. <laughs> we Wait. swear to God. The only the only two things that I have left in my notes, and one of them we're really gonna have to get into. It, so so one so one just like the kind of surface level one. No Apple Dumpling Gang reprise in this one. Automatically like a, a like oh a you point mean off like the theme the classic. Mm-hmm. Here comes the Apple Dumpling Gang. Now it's that it, Donovan uh, and Dusty tied the knot or whatever. Dude, yeah. it's it's tragic that they don't at least give us the the instrumental as, in their intro or long credits outro where they're riding Clarice out of town. Uh, Clarice, who? Okay, who's who's the better donkey, Clarice or or Jenny from Banshees of Inisherin? Honestly, Clarice is kind of like doing thing. Like she, <laughs> Clarice, I I say she though it is. Very clearly a male donkey. <laughs> like that is not hidden in this movie. They really <laughs> no, it is not. Refer to it as a lady. I think Jenny is best girl. Clarice is doing more <laughs> in the in the plot of things, I think. I kinda like how Amos is best boy, but Theodore is the one with the plan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's truly it's truly how it goes. And then the other thing there is to talk about is the fact that in the first movie Harry Morgan from MASH plays the sheriff and judge and barber <laughs> and he's like three other things that he does basically all the jobs in the town. He He's Dusty's like, he's like her confidant. He's not her dad. Yeah. Her dad's a different guy. It's like family friends, like uncle vibes. Yeah. And then in this movie, a direct sequel to the Apple Dumpling Gang, where Dusty and Donovan and the events of the first film are explicitly mentioned. It's not like a soft <laughs> reboot where it's just like, it's maybe set before the Apple Dumpling Gang or something. <laughs> Harry Morgan plays a completely different character who has an even larger role in this movie than he did in the previous one. Yeah, very, very weird to see that. It gave It's like when you watch uh, The Road Warrior and Thunderdome back to back, and yes. you're like, there's... It, he was a plane pilot, but now he's a helicopter pilot? What is happening? It's the same guy. <laughs> that is that is a very jarring thing. And you spend like half the time going, is it the like, same guy? Is it supposed guy? to be him? That's insane that they're not more explicit about that in that movie, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But yeah, I, I completely agree. I I have a query for you, kind of related to the Harry Potter okay, okay. of it all. Which is, was this written as an Apple Dumpling Gang movie, or did they shoehorn Theodore I... and Amos into a movie that wasn't very good on it the has, page? It has to be that second one, dude. I There is so little to do with the Apple Dumpling Gang in here that it's like... It's like the 10 Cloverfield Lane of like write in a line about how they're like the kids are back on the farm and we'll we'll just we'll make it work. I I read something of like a piece of trivia that was like on the Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again poster. It, there was like a sticker animation in like big bright letters that said all new cuz they were afraid people would be like, "Oh, they're just re-releasing the Apple Dumpling Gang or something." Oh, well, that makes sense because it's the 70s so Disney was doing that all the time. Yeah, exactly. But li- but then it's like maybe also another way to be like this is all new apple dumpling gang specifically we swear to god we promise it's the apple dumpling gang don't you see don knots here and we swear to god and that it's not it's just not i do like that at the end they go back to 
the farm. I like that yeah. that's the bookend. I, 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 I kind of <laughs> wish we got a, a weird, like, stunt double. You see, like, Donovan and the kids from behind waving. <laughs> In the distance on the farm somewhere. They're like, we're home. In my head, it's like... Donovan and Dusty, they were like, we got to get these guys out of here. They keep burning down the farm. We're going to give them $300 and be like, oh, like, oh don't leave. Oh, don't no. You, you guys, don't make you guys. your name in history, guys. <laughs> and they're like, we have to, Dusty. I want it to be the last shot of the searchers where... Don Knotts is dropping back off Amos where he knows he truly belongs, but he can't go in that door. And he, the door closes on Don Knotts standing in Monument Valley, wind whipping the side of his face. Oh my god, if only. This movie is as powerful, I think, truly, as, the, as, as that one. <laughs> uh, well, I, speaking of the ending, I, I alluded to it before. I, I, I would do anything for that modern day sequel. Just pick up where you left off. They're, they go back to the farm and they go, hey, we tried to get rid of you legit. We paid you to leave and you came back with none of the money and you're like beaten up and you're like discharged. You have an army pension now for some reason, I guess. <laughs> they got honorably contribute. discharged, so they're That's good. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. There's there's room for the dumbest legacy of all time to come back. And I, I think... I mean, the, the Our Apple Dumpling Gang episode is, like, the one that I, I tell people about sometimes when they're, like, it's, like, an older relative, maybe, and they're, like, do you do episodes for, like, people like us? And I'm, like, check out Our Apple Dumpling You remember the Apple Dumpling Gang? Check out that one. So, I mean, there's somebody would see it. Somebody would watch it on Disney+, Plus, and I guess it would be us. Seamus, I, I gotta ask, because you did it to yourself, I need your podcasting call for Donovan and Dusty in the modern... Oh, dude, I oh, I haven't even thought about that. Okay, um... I've got them locked if you're, if you're ready. What do you got? What do you got? I've got, for Dusty, we'll start with Dusty, Catherine Watterson. Who's Catherine Watterson Well, you again? just watched her in Logan Lucky. She's, she's oh, the gal with the short hair in that, the... Yeah, she's great. She's great. Um, she's in Alien Covenant and... Uh, oh, sure, I believe Inherent that. Vice with, uh, with Joaquin Phoenix... And other movies that I can't remember right now. <laughs> but she's good. She's always good in whatever she's in. And then I think the classic for me, and this is kind of cop-out, is because Bill Bixby is Donovan in the original Apple Dumpling Gang, a.k.a. the original David Banner, I think you get Ruffalo in to be to be. Wow, just a full circle. It so nobody understands why the producers went that route, but they were just like, we couldn't tap Ed Norton, so we gotta we gotta go some way. You'd watch it. I really would, though. I don't I don't dislike Mark Ruffalo in pretty much anything I've ever seen him in. I guess the list is kind of short, but like Shutter Island is great, and he's in most of that. So Zodiac. Um, oh yeah, Zodiac. I like that movie a lot. Uh, which which Jim Carrey? Not Truman Show. The other one. He's in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Have not seen that. one. He's gonna be naked. It, you, one thing about Mark Ruffalo, he's probably gonna be naked in the movie you're watching with Mark Ruffalo. Is that his it. thing? Is that because I know Hulk for sure? You see those buns. Yeah, but like, I, or Avengers or whatever. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Same thing. I want to say he's got a nude scene in. Not like full nude, but like I think he's like in his underwear in bed and in Zodiac. Well, he's a he's a classy gent in Shutter Island, a horror yeah. movie on a on an asylum island. He does not get nude for the. Wait a minute, no. Okay, sorry, I had to think for a second. I think they're because <laughs> they have to like stay on the island and like eat and shower and yeah. stuff there for a while. But I don't think I don't think it goes that far. The kids are all right, for sure. He's naked. This is a weird turn that the podcast <laughs> is taking. Hey, man, this is this is our pop culture reference this week, is all the movies that Ruffalo has appeared nude in. I don't know if he's ever gone, like, full. Like, I've definitely seen his butt a lot on screen. He's never hang. He's never hung the, the full boy out there. He's never... <laughs> Pulled a Terminator one or uh when when the Arnold overnight. heard that there you know wasn't gonna be full frontal nudity he said I will do it anyway. <laughs> oh man, I am so sad they edited that out of Terminator Genesis. That's why that movie is a zero out of ten is because they edited out Arnold's the junk. the governor the governor up in there if you know what I mean. They edited out. <laughs> oh boy, 
<laughs> what, um, an, what an Apple Dumpling Gang episode, huh? Good lord. This is, I don't know what's staying in. I don't know what's getting cut. Do I don't know how have, long we've been recording. Do you have your podcasting call for Dominic Oh, dude, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know, because old Cobb Vanth, Mr. Justified. That'd be uh, cool. He's a little too tough for Donovan. Can though. you tell me his name before I lose my Timothy mind? Timothy Oliphant? Oh, God, yes, thank You're you. You're not okay. a true Ollie fan. I'm Sheamus. not an Ollie fan. Ollie fans is the only app I would subscribe to for a, for a, for a Raylan Gibbons-style content drop. Ollie fans, that's a, I don't know if you remember this, that's a very old callback to something we used to joke about on this show back when Is that true? Oh, first show oh. I did not remember that. I'm recycling our own jokes and not remembering. I'm a, I'm a hack. But do you have do you have a dusty? Or are you just are you just whipping it uh, out me, dude? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, dude, I don't know. I'm 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 being foolish here. I I I guess maybe I'm trying to remember more about their characterizations in the first movie. I'm so this the Apple Dumpling Gang rides rides again has like overwritten my memories of the first one a little bit. That's too bad, because I think... I know, because the first one is better, I think. Yeah, the first one is better, and I think it's only because it's better balanced. I don't think that the inherent quality is necessarily better, but the structure of the story is just more fulfilling. Absolutely, I can I can agree with that. Like I said, if I I watched we watched the original one, and I was like, give me the whole movie. That's you know our boys, and that's exactly what this second movie is, pretty much. And it's just. It's too much. You need that balance to go to go on, because then it's just them bouncing off of themselves, and and then the world seems weirder because everyone's just like, well, we just got Don Knotts burning everything down around here, and like not really doing much about it. But they were like bound to reality in the in the first one, at least. It's the Fonzie problem. Did he get his own? Did he have his own show? No, but like Richie goes to college at the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee. And, oh yeah. <laughs> um. Like, Fonzie basically takes over the show, and then there's also, like, you know, Joey got his own literal spinoff from Friends Mm. called Joey. I I have always wanted to see Joey. I heard it's absolutely bizarre. But yeah, I mean, I think that there's a history of Hollywood going, we just take the guy that's the popular part of the movie or show or whatever and we spin them off into their own thing and it's like <laughs> oh wait they're not meant to carry you know what it actually is it's the pirates of the caribbean is what it is yeah yeah i didn't even i didn't even keep up with that because i loved those early ones when they were coming out but i didn't keep up after it it did it's it's uh jack sparrow turn i um, um i you know i've seen like two of those so they're good. They're the first two are legit. Some of the best pirate movies I've ever seen. Probably, I, I really like them a lot. That but and Captain Ron. I don't even know if Captain Ron's a pirate movie. <laughs> I don't. I don't know either. Captain Phillips, Tim Matheson himself. That that's, that's a, a pirate, pirate movie. movie. Uh, I I was gonna bring up. I brought it up a couple weeks ago. It's the Doctor Malcolm principle. You can't have Doctor Malcolm be the star, the main character of Jurassic Park two. No matter how badly I want it, I, you just can't do it. Scientifically, it's impossible. <laughs> Uh, your your screenwriters were too preoccupied with whether or not they were good. <laughs> oh, God. Wild. That's why we need to get back to the farm with Donovan and Dusty and the kids, and we need to make it not any of the, the Stranger Kids, Stranger Things kids. Uh, they're too old at this point anyway. I was going to say, they're all too old, so I think I forgot it's like... The, the 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 boys leave the farm and they do their adventure and go back to the farm in the span of like a week maybe they're 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 getting swept along yeah i don't know i'm not even going to get into the kids because you, there's such a limited <laughs> pool of child actors that there are to draw from yeah yeah make make one of them the daughter from logan lucky cuz she's adorable and the best she's great. The, we, she's we also know like the 10 little years girl older than she was oh, in that movie damn it you're right you're right i'm i'm very late to logan lucky but yeah, that, that's it for the I Apple think Dumpling so, Gang. Yeah. Rise again. I think that's it for the Apple Dumpling Gang forever on this show, unless our dreams come true and we get another one, or we do it Rocketeer style and just keep revisiting. The only two properties for our Disney Plus Vault Deep Dive are the Rocketeer and the Apple Dumpling Gang d- duology. But there's so many. I've got so many good ones waiting. I've got a. I've got I a know. notes list here. <laughs> the, I. The Apple Dumpling Gang ended, and the next one that was uh, recommended was the strongest man in the world, or whatever that yeah. Kurt Russell one was. And I was like, "Oh, we should, why didn't we do those for this?" Directed by the same guy. 
Actually, oh no kidding! Did the Apple Dumpling Gang rights again, so make of that what you will. But it's that is the truth. fascinating. That is fa- which one is that one in the Kurt Russell series? Is that the second one? Because the, fa- the I think it's c- the computer f- think, is the first one. I think Strongest Man in the World, then Computer War Tennis Shoes, then Now You See Him, Now You Don't is what I'm gonna say. Could be, could be. I mean, that's a that's our little triple feature. We'll explore on our own at some point. Well, yes, that'll. I mean, that will obviously be one of our deep dives. I would think sooner than later. On, okay, I was wrong. Strongest Man in the World is actually the third one. It goes oh. Computer War Tennis Shoes. Now you see him. Now you don't. Strongest Man in the World. That's right. That's what I remembered because I was like, how did they make a friend? How did the computer who wore tennis shoes? Just the name alone is going to put people off in a weird way. I feel like. How did they make the franchise out of that? But they did. They did. They did. God bless him. God bless you, Walt Disney. You never did anything wrong to nobody. Uh, and you said Kurt Russell, and then you died. So whatever that was about. Yeah, that is. That is. I think. I think. I don't want to overstep my bounds here. He did. It was. You know. He did pass. It was the death of a celebrity. But I think it's a Highlander style. The quickening. <laughs> Kurt Russell got whatever was in Walt Disney when he died. <laughs> I think that is actually a fact. And that's why his head is frozen under Disney World is because they had to cut it off Highlander style. That's true. That makes a ton of sense. You can quote me on that. <laughs> the The other one that I know I just pitched you when we were trying to decide what we were doing for this Disney Plus vault deep dive is the Fast Dogs and Furious Ducks double feature of <laughs> Paul Walker in Apolo and Vin Diesel in The Pacifier. Yeah, that would have been absolutely fascinating. And I think that 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 we're going to find a dumb marathon reason to fit those into something. We've already done the the all gas where it was just nonsense. We could get crazier. We do, we're a lo- we're a, we're a decent amount of time away. We I mean actually that's not even true because our mini marathon. <laughs> I don't even know if we've announced this formally on the show. Oh yeah, yet, that's true. But our mini marathon is coming up in May. That's really soon. That is going to be a whole day of nonsense. That is going to be I mean a lot doable, but but a lot. But I think finally wrapping up the <laughs> Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. We are two men from Missouri going over to our pop culture reference. Let's do it. For today's pop culture reference, we're going to be talking about Kanab, Utah, also known as Little Hollywood. The town of Kanab, Utah is often referred to as Little Hollywood due to the number of films, predominantly westerns, that have been shot in the area. The readiness of the townsfolk to appear in many of these films and television shows as extras was also a factor in gaining its nickname, as many productions were able to cut down on casting costs and labor by using the locals to fill shots. Most of the town was bought and converted into lodging and production space to accommodate the large crew sizes and frequently overlapping productions. The first film shot in Little Hollywood was the 1924 silent western The Deadwood Coach, produced by the Fox Film Company. Fox Films, of course, went on to merge with 20th Century Pictures in 1935. The original Lone Ranger serial shot in the town, as did the seminal 1939 John Ford Western Stagecoach. Other notable westerns shot in Kanab include The Outlaw Josie Wales and 1994's Maverick. Outside of the western genre, films like Planet of the Apes, The Flintstones, Point Break, and Mission Impossible 2 were filmed in Kanab. Today's main segment, The Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again, was one of the dozens of westerns shot in Kanab. Today, the legacy of Little Hollywood lives on as the occasional film productions such as Gravity or Transformers Age of Extinction shoots there. That's a weird little uh, whisper into the <laughs> into the sweet night of Little Hollywood is Transformers Age of Extinction. After like, an insane history as being this weird little production town for westerns. I mean, there's also the legacy of like, there's the Frontier Movie Town and Little Hollywood Museum that has, you know, the sets and you very can go true, and visit the true. gift shop and celebrating the over 100 productions that have been located in the town. So I think you and I are pretty interested and going and hitting up that that oh yeah there i that would be such a fun time i think there's i've been in like small towns like that where they have such pride about like a hollywood connection like old world hollywood connections it's always fascinating to see that kind of little town history that revolves around that plus everyone's favorite mission impossible was filmed partially there which is just a fascinating little tidbit for us having watched those so recently and i that would just be its own little little add on top there well i think you and i 
would have to go in costume as Amos and Theodore with all of the costume <laughs> changes that that entails. Oh my god, we're and, in the fancy outfit, we're in the drag outfit, we're in the we're in the frontier soldier outfits. Where we got it all. And then take pictures in all the, of course, the shooting locations. Oh, that would be incredible. I would love that. It, we straight up looked it up. It's only a 25-hour drive from where we are in, in Wisconsin to go <laughs> to this place. And I think that is not even that much of a commitment to go to a town that probably doesn't actually have that much in it besides, like, the little museum and stuff. But I still think it would be fascinating. I, I loved how it looked in, in the movie we did today. So It's funny because I actually thought that it was the same set from Hot Lead and Cold Feet when it is totally not except <laughs> from hot lead and cold feet well i mean all those weird little western towns that are made out of cardboard kind of have a similar vibe to it i can understand why you you've, you'd get that feeling no yeah totally but with that what do you say we we wrap it on up and go save the rec center let's save it save the rec center Now it's time to save the rec center, where we give you our weekly recommendations. Garrett, what do you got this week? Well, Seamus, I recently watched something that I think you will very much enjoy. I've already been talking to you about it. That is the Frank Oz-directed Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy comedy Bowfinger, which I described to you as a feature-length episode of 30 Rock. And while I don't think it is quite that quality, and there's definitely some elements that are a little bit dated (laughs) the further into the movie you get, I still think it's a very, very funny comedy written actually by Steve Martin. It's on Peacock streaming right now, all about a scrappy little group of people in Hollywood trying to get their movie made and kind of con their way into getting some bigger names involved than than they initially appear to be able to get. Well, that sounds like a blast to me i mean you pretty much already you pretty much already sold me with it's a feature length 30 rock episode starring and written by steve martin like that is literally the the sell right there but i like the concept i'm I'm into that kind of hollywood shenanigans stuff they're they're going on with there and i've never disliked anything that i've ever seen that steve martin has had a hand in writing i think so i i will definitely watch this that that is that is pretty like there's nothing you said it makes me want to watch it any less than already really wanted to watch it so i i gotta jump on peacock I think there's also almost no way that Tracy Jordan's characterization is not based in part <laughs> on Eddie Murphy's character oh, in this movie. that is incredible. That is the best. And I mean, I like Eddie Murphy more than I like Tracy Morgan as an actor. So, I mean, that's, the, that's a double win. I might not agree with you on that, I think. That is fascinating. Maybe it's because I've only ever seen Tracy Morgan in 30 Rock. I've got a one-track view 30 Rock's all I need. That's that's where I'm sitting. <laughs> Damn, dog. You're okay. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But I don't think I really need to ask, Seamus, but I would love for you to share what your <laughs> rec center is this week. Me and you, we had a lovely little sit down together the other night, and we watched a movie that's been on my list probably since like early high school when I found out about it. I had never seen Heath Ledger in a movie besides The Dark Knight, pretty much, but A Knight's Tale is some of the most fun I've had watching a movie in a in a long time. Just just hanging out, me and you, just sitting on the couch watching that. It was such a blast. It's a it's a sports movie through and through, which is like a structure that will hook me into a movie like any day. It's really weird because I'm not like a huge sports guy, but a sports movie, and then obviously add in the fact that it's jousting, which is one of the most brutal. I mean, you can attest to this, Garrett. Every single time there was a scene with jousting, Every time they jousted and somebody got hit, I would go, oh, God, oh, I would react to every one. It's the whole movie. You're just sitting in the corner of the couch shaking your head going, oh, he's so messed up. He's so, so hurt. I, I just kept going, that would hurt so bad. And it's like, yeah, man, it would hurt so bad. But uh, it, it's it's filmed in a phenomenal way. The angle of like medieval era rock and roll covers in 
in the world of things going on. Paul Bettany in the most fun role I've ever seen him in as like hyped up Chaucer, like being the herald of our of our man out there. It's kind of incredible that I never got around to seeing it because it's like every single thing about that movie is right up my alley. It's hilarious, action packed. The like I said, the structure of the sports movie that it, it plays with is kind of phenomenal. I don't know. You've been you've been a herald of this movie yourself for many many years to me personally and just in general so I'm I'm glad we kind of finally got to watch it together because it was amazing and I like Heath Ledger's so handsome it's crazy right I mean he's so handsome in this movie and everything that he does it's it's the it's the best well I I think that that movie was really the first time I saw a lot of actors that I really care for and partially really care for them because they were in Knight's Tale I mean they've gone on to do other things that I like obviously but Heath Ledger, Alan Tudyk, Mark yeah, Addy, and Paul Bettany. Those four guys, that was definitely the first time I saw any of them when I was a kid. And they're all four so good in that movie. Yeah, the, the group dynamic that they have in that movie is electric. It's so good. They're really playing off each other in a way that, like, the the weird, like, epic stakes of this, like, journey this character is going on, coupled with, like, how silly they get in, like, the interpersonal stuff sometimes in this movie. It's it's such a good balance. And, and it's just as long as it needs to be. It is not overdone with like the romance plot and stuff I would even say like they could have added in more stuff with the big bad guy that I liked a lot that you know takes his leave halfway through the movie before coming back I I don't know I'm, I'm a huge fan Rufus Sewell I believe is that Rufus Sewell Sewell S-E-W-E-L-L oh dude he's got that evil glare he's got the eyes he's he's fantastic I, you and I were talking while we were watching it wondering if they just cast him for for his eyes. eyes oh it's so good even like uh, uh, especially in the shots where they do the close-up on like the the eye slit on the the night helmet but like even just in general throughout that movie he is staring holes through everybody on set it's incredible he's also i don't know if you remember this the villain in the legend of zorro that's why i reckon we didn't talk about that but that is definitely why i recognize him that's crazy my god he he had a little swashbuckling era for himself i think that's good stuff I i definitely saw legend of zorro after i saw night's tale but I feel like that was kind of a similar mm. era for me. Before I was getting into, like, even something like Indiana Jones, I was getting into movies that were deemed a little bit more, you know, kid-friendly, mm. but were still... Pseudo-historical, based in reality, kind of in a way yeah. that is like... Because I feel like I could watch A Knight's Tale with my family. I mean, it gets a little saucy in the bedchamber at a certain point, wow. but I mean, like, that's like one thing that doesn't even go that far. Oh, yeah, and when I was a kid, like, I was a kid. I was really a kid watching that mm. and not having any there was no problems <laughs> there was no weirdness it was just you know yeah. even Paul Bettany's butt throughout the film his pale little butt loved loved that for whatever reason that tickled me so much I, I guess I've only ever seen him as the vision the stoic vision I so was gonna, I was gonna say I don't think Paul Bettany was I was obsessed with Paul Bettany in Night's Tale when I was he's a kid so good he's the star he steals the show in that movie it's crazy and I don't know if he's ever really reached back to where I want him to be because obviously he's like I, I used to love that he was Jarvis back when the MCU was first starting i was like oh yeah i love paul bettany that's cool that he's in these movies and now i'm like oh this is a lot dude this, <laughs> you, you just got stuck doing these and i uh, and I, I know did. he probably doesn't really he's a he's kind of a snooty little he's a snooty little brit so I, I definitely remember him being like like even through all the iron man movies until like age of ultron when he was the vision people he was like oh yeah i don't watch this garbage like oh you think i watched the movies leading up to age of ultron like of course not i obviously did not and then we were just talking about him in da vinci code which he oh yeah he's, he's good in bag. and he's in yeah. things like you know <laughs> solo and stuff but that's what i was thinking i was like he plays like a crazy crime guy like a crime boss and something but that's what i'm thinking of and he doesn't really get much to do there which is sad i agree but i do like him a lot in general and i wish that he had i wish that he had more to do you know he's married to Jeff 
Jennifer Connelly. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yeah. That is fascinating. Well, in summation, my rec center is Paul Bettany's life, I guess. Just to look into that, watch <laughs> his stuff, do that whole thing. But yeah, Night's Tale is a, it's a very worthy recommendation, Seamus. If I haven't <laughs> done it you. on this show before, you're getting my wholehearted seal of approval now. The, the bloodline, the, the Liechtenstein bloodline approves. That's Von Liechtenstein. So oh, excuse me, Von Liechtenstein. From Gelderland. That wraps us up for this week's episode of Pop Culture Reference. We're going to be back next week with our your regularly scheduled programming. We will, of course, be triumphantly returning to Mando Bros. I'm sure some crazy stuff has happened since we last saw Din and Grogu. Um, oh, the man. Death Star blew up Mandalore. Whoa, <laughs> I didn't know there was another Death Star. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to see, we're gonna see <sighs> Keller and Beck meet Kel... Whatever the other guy's name is in episode two. Um, yes, that guy, the other Beck, right? Clark Kent Beck. And then our main segment next week, I'm very excited about, in anticipation of the new Evil Dead Rise releasing in theaters, we are going to be covering the Evil Dead trilogy. So, something I'm very excited to talk about, you and I have have talked, we are Raimi boys, very glad to be covering something of his that's not doctor strange on this podcast oh very much so and i'm fascinated to see what your brand new thoughts as somebody who's never seen army of darkness what the deal is with that because that i've been fascinated about what your opinion is going to be for years well i am excited to get i can't believe i've never gotten to army of darkness and that's taking this podcast to really get me there because yeah i, I feel love... like you should be ashamed i think a little yeah. bit even though that movie's like you know it, you know okay. where it lands in the evil dead yeah. franchise but I mean, I love, I love medieval, you know, I love evil dead. What's, you know, I'm What's I'm not the, exactly. I think we're going to have a good time. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll try to catch one together. Maybe just specifically Army of Darkness, because yeah. that'll just be the weirdest one. I'm excited, I'm excited to revisit the original Evil Dead. I've not seen that in a while, so. Yeah, me, me same here. This, that's going to be, they're going to have a lot of new thoughts, I think. I'm, I'm excited. Agreed. We'll see you all next week with a boatload of news, a boatload of Mando, and three Evil Dead movies. Oh, adios, Amos! Adios! <laughs>